the journey that we have taken so far in this regard is well known to you and within the European Union system. It is a journey, the progress of which would not have would been easy without the emphatic and general support of the European Union, especially the financial and advisory support. I'll be the first to acknowledge, despite the encouraging traction we have seen in this work recently, this is a journey that has taken a bit longer than we have all anticipated. But it is work that is now firmly on track and nearing a successful conclusion. Of course, given South Africa's own history, and that unlike with the case of the administration and the judiciary, in the case of our legislature, we did not have any legacy systems, tools, and mechanisms on which to baseline a new, strong, vibrant, and capacitated legislative sector. At least not in the context of a democracy and in the context of a complex federated system that includes provincial legislatures with a distinct oversight and accountability competency. All the work that is being done in this regard had to be started off from scratch. Truly a pioneering exercise. I must say, um, Your Excellency, one of the comments made by Dr. Fini Jinwala during her time, the late Dr. Fini Jinwala, when she was asked about um, being at the helm of the South African Parliament, she, just, she said, we found nothing. There was nothing to work from. There was not a piece of paper on my desk. There were no records. But we are moving, and we have started to do some work. That, for me, was a telling statement. And it should actually talk to, to you as well that in Parliament, it's like it's the beginning of everything. The, the past 30 years have not been easy. We are now at a point where we are drawing closer to the end of the current support agreement between the EU. However, given the importance of the need to bring the work we started together as a successful conclusion, it has become necessary that we explore ways in which we can continue with this partnership beyond the current term of our cooperation. Chair and honorable colleagues, as you can see from the agenda of this session, will be receiving progress reports from various reference groups of the forum, as well as from forum of secretaries on work done towards finalizing the required legal instruments for the proper establishment of the sector. These will include progress made so far towards the introduction of the legislative sector bill, which we intend to include in the legislative program of parliament this year. We'll also discuss the consolidated budget and funding model for the sector, as well as the necessary amendments that should be made to the Financial Management of Parliament and Provincial Legislatures Act. We're also hoping that this meeting can adopt the draft constitution of the legislative sector. The sector is also engaged with the process of finalizing its own administration policy including the new handbook for presiding officers. We believe that this financial sector will see much of this work 
put to bed and the first tenants of the structure of the sector firmly established. It is absolutely essential that we strengthen the capacity of the South African legislative sector in order to defend democracy and ensure effective service delivery to the people. By enhancing and measuring qualitative impact-driven oversight, improving transparency and accountability, and promoting citizen partnership, the sector can effectively promote good governance and safeguard democratic principles in South Africa. Ultimately, the sector is the one that must ensure that democracy succeeds, and this cannot be done without the necessary structural, financial systems, and human resource capacity requirements. Whatever it is we do, the South African state will continue to function through cooperative governance and coordination amongst the three arms of state. There's no doubt that for better cooperation and coordination amongst the three arms of state remains crucial in order to ensure effective governance, promoting accountability and safeguarding our democracy. In addition, we need to foster a culture of mutual respect and recognition of the distinct roles and functions of each arm while working together to do better, serve the people of South Africa and promote good governance. In this regard, we look forward to the Envisage Sector Oversight Summit that we are currently planning for, where we intend to bring together the legislative sector, the administration branch, and the judiciary to discuss ways in which we can work collaboratively to improve accountability and service to our people. We're hoping that if all role players are available, the summit can still be held before the end of this year. We have actually um, diarized October for this. This meeting will also receive a report on progress being made since the launch of the Parliamentary Institute. In 2021, we finally launched the Institute with a view to strengthen the internal capacity of the sector to support the mandate of building a capable legislative sector to training and research support. As we build our own domestic capacity for a consolidated legislative sector and its capacity to ensure citizen inclusivity in the safeguard of democracy, we also recognize that similar capacity should be created for a possible role at multilateral levels. Multilateral parliament collaboration can play a crucial role in supporting true accountability and oversight to achieve a just and equitable world order. This forum provides a platform for legislatures from different countries to exchange ideas, share best practices, and collaborate on issues of common concern. And in order to further strengthen the impact of this forum, it is important to ensure that they are inclusive, transparent, and accessible to all legislators, regardless of their political affiliation or background. Additionally, it is important to promote active engagement and participation of civil society organizations and other stakeholders in these forums to ensure that the voices of all stakeholders are heard and considered. I believe that 
our decision for increased traction and prioritization of key targets during this last mile of the term of the sixth parliament has provided the required the required for agency to build a dependable system of accountability and citizen inclusion in the advancement and safeguarding of our democracy. <coughs> I wish this meeting all the best in our deliberations and engagements, and that at the end of the session, we will have registered yet another milestone towards the strengthening of the sector. I thank you all, and I thank you, Your Excellency, for being part us this morning. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, honorable members and colleagues, are there any comments? In keeping with our own established practice, <laughs> any comments and observations? Dep Deputy Speaker. That's my comment. Okay. Deputy Speaker is 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 happy and content. Uh, any other comment? Yes. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, that being the, the, the case, I know that we have a, a long, long day. So uh, we will uh, therefore uh, proceed uh, to that part of our agenda that speaks to partners and stakeholders. Uh, uh, and at this point, I'll call on the, the ambassador to make her own remarks, and then we'll take it from there. Please proceed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, uh, Madam Speaker, and thank you, Chair. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have to start by saying that I completely agree with Madam Speaker that the setup of the room is a little strange because <laughs> I'm sitting with my back towards most of you. Yes. So if you allow, Madam Speaker, I will stand over. Yes, no, that will be perfect. Now I sit down. Thank you very much. Yes. So, good morning, everybody. Uh, Madam Speaker, uh, Chair, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the one thing I've learned in South Africa is to say all protocols observed and then everything is fine. So, uh, good morning to all of you. All protocols observed. I'm delighted to be here. I'm really honored to be here. I'm honored to uh, be invited to this and to just have had a very productive and very fruitful meeting. 
uh, with Madam Speaker and with the Chair and with their staff and everybody. And I am really delighted to see all of you here as well. Now, why am I here? I am the European Union's Ambassador to the Republic of South Africa. I have presented my credentials to President Ramaphosa on 11 August last year, so it's not even a year that I'm here. But it is a long-standing relation between the European Union and South Africa that brings me here. And that long-standing relation is well before 1994. The largest support program the European Union ever had outside its own borders was with South Africa, and it was called Support for Victims of Apartheid. And that is something that we did through uh, people like Desmond Tutu, through people like Meiki. And that is how uh, we go back a long time. Of course, the European Union is 27 member states. So I'm here not representing the 27 member states, they represent themselves. 22 out of the 27 are here in South Africa. So it's a big group of people. But I'm the European Union ambassador. And why am I also very uh, excited to be here? is because we have supported South Africa's parliament since 1996 continuously. The sixth parliament, and you're soon next year, of course, going to see a new parliament, have always been supported by the European Union. Every single parliament since 1996. We feel that that is very important because, like all of you, we see what is going on the reality of where the world that we live in, with climate change, with rapid digitalization, with education and economic growth challenges. Uh, we see all that, but we also see that we need to support a vibrant democracy, that we need to support institutions like yours, the national parliaments, the provincial parliaments, all of it. And that's why we're here, to underline that support that the European Union has given. In total, since 1996, that is 55 million euros. So that's not little money. And that is something that I think, and I agree with what the Chair just said this morning, has been extremely well spent. It is strengthening your capacities to act. It is strengthening your oversight capabilities. It is strengthening public uh, engagements. And it is strengthening uh, the way you work as Parliament uh, and with the provincial parliaments. Very briefly, the European Union is uh, the largest trade and investment partner of South Africa. Uh, over 48% of foreign direct investment coming into South Africa stems from the European Union, and 22 to 23% of both imports and exports and goods go either to the European Union or come from the European Union into uh, South Africa. We support South Africa's ambitions on the green transitions. We support uh, the fight against climate change, which is something that affects all countries in all corners, corners of the world. We look at digitalization and see how we can uh, support more digitalization in all parts of society, in government, in private business, but also in education or health systems, and to make sure that what we feel is important, that whatever we do is a human-centered digitalization. We support economic growth efforts and job creation efforts because we have seen that that is necessary and needed everywhere, also here in South Africa. We support education, both basic education and higher education. We work very much in the field of science and innovation, uh, with the Department of Science and Innovation, of course, and with researchers and research institutions 
So we have a very wide, very varied, and very multidisciplinary and multidimensional partnership with South Africa. Um, and this, what we're doing here today, is one element of it. And that is with you all, and that is with the Parliament, and that is with what you represent <coughs> and what you uh, stand for. I have just this morning discussed that in Europe, where we have 27 member states, we have also a parliament, the European Parliament. Obviously, there are national parliaments in France, in Germany, in Italy, everywhere. But there's also a European Parliament. And like you, in 2024, we will have European Parliament elections. <coughs> and citizens vote for their national politicians, but they also get an opportunity to vote directly for their representative in the European Parliament. We have 750 people in the European Parliament from the 27 countries. Some, and this is a side note, some countries are now saying we need more because my population grew and all these seats are counted uh, on population. Uh, so that is now uh, a big debate. But we are going to look at a very different European Parliament. The elections are going to be uh, in June next year. So this is what we feel is important. Uh, the way we make laws in Europe is that the European Commission proposes laws, but we don't decide, we don't adopt them. We send them to the member states, and we send them to the European Parliament. And both these institutions have the authority to make amendments, to question the drafts that we're sending them, to work together with them, and then to adopt it. Some in unanimity, some with majority voting. That depends on the topic of the legislation. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we have been supporting uh, the parliaments. We are looking at uh, a very, very fruitful relationship that we've had with you. Um, as Madam Speaker just said in her introduction, we are running towards the end of the current funding. That will be in August 2024. But we look for what you said, explore ways, Madam Speaker, explore ways in staying in touch, in staying engaged, and in making sure that the relationship that we have built over the years stays as strong as it is now. So with that commitment and looking at ways, not innovative, new, novel ways to stay in touch, uh, just uh, one more thing. I am delighted that the South Africa Parliamentary Focus Group on EU-South Africa relations is traveling to Strasbourg uh, on the 18th and 19th of October. Because the more we see each other and the more we talk to each other, the better it is. So that is, I think, a very concrete outcome of uh, our uh, partnership. With that, uh, I want to thank you all for the time that you have given me, for the uh, efforts for being here, and for uh, your commitment and your continued support. We are proud to support the Parliament, and we are proud with the partnership that we have with South Africa. And I'm hammering on the partnership because any donor-recipient thinking is out of the window. It is old thinking. It is not done anymore. Uh, South Africa is a mature democracy, and we want a partnership with uh, responsibilities on both ends of the equation. And I think it's important to also underline that we want links, not dependencies. Those are words. Um, I will stop here. I'm happy to answer any question you may have. Uh, and delighted to see you all here. And I'm also happy with my decision to stand here and look at you rather than to speak <laughs> to Madam Speaker directly, but not to see you at all. So it's a pleasure to see all of you, and I wish you excellent deliberations today. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you very much, uh, Ambassador. Um, we now have an opportunity to uh, ask some questions, make some observations, uh, point out and articulate uh, some words of wisdom uh, and so on. So we, we are opening up. Any comments? Any questions? And the end of Thank you, Chair. You keep quiet. 